What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Real Basketball Talk No Hot Takes presented to you guys by 265 Media. I'm your guys' host, Kevo, aka Kevo Benz, aka Kev, whatever you guys prefer to call me. I prefer Kevo, so we can just go with Kevo, but I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Hopefully, all you guys are doing well out there. Hopefully, all you guys are staying safe. Hopefully, all you guys are evolving and learning and just constantly trying to reinvent yourselves and get better each and every single day, man. But because this is a basketball podcast, I want to first and foremost say rest in peace to the late, great Bill Russell. Passed away earlier this week at the age of 88, man. And honestly, I know I just mentioned basketball, but really, like, as much success as Bill Russell had on the court, to me, as a black man in America, what he did off the court was even more powerful than everything that he accomplished on the basketball court because just being a part of the civil rights movement, being a social justice activist, everything that he did, standing tall in a time when it wasn't the norm to stand tall amongst my people. You know what I'm saying? Bill Russell did that, and he was a large voice. He was a light. He was a giant for my people, and we're forever grateful for everything that he did and accomplished in his long life. Again, passed away at the age of 88, lived a long, prosperous, and important life, May he rest in peace. We will never forget him. His words are going to live on forever. We're sending love to anybody that's been affected by this loss. And again, just want to say rest in peace to the late, great Bill Russell. But today, I want to talk to you guys about two players, two up-and-coming players that I consider the future of basketball because, in my opinion, like the reason I'm a big-time college basketball fan, as much as I love the NBA is great, it is what it is. I have nothing against the NBA. I love the NBA. But I love college basketball and high school more just because you get a chance to see the future of the game before they get to the NBA. Like seeing guys like Jason Tatum or Darius Garland or different guys like that before they get to the NBA, it's a beautiful thing to see about how far they've evolved, how they've come and the different things that they've done going from college. Jason Tatum went to Duke, Darius Garland went to Vanderbilt before he tore his ACL and didn't play for the season. But just seeing these guys grow and evolve as not just only basketball players, but especially as humans. That's my favorite part about it. That's why I love watching high school basketball and even more so watching college basketball because of those reasons that I just named and listed. But this time of the year, late in the summer, is also one of my favorites because this is the time of the year where most of the high-level D1 athletes across the country, especially basketball players, they commit to their future school and their future destination and what they're going to do in their next step of their basketball evolution. And so I got two dudes here today that I want to talk about that are two of my favorite players, um, up-and-coming players that you guys are going to hear a lot about in the near future, and you guys just need to look out for and pay attention to. And also, too, before we get into this, too, because this is my first time saying this, and I want this to go on the record, on wax, I'm going to say it right now, but when it comes to these recruiting sites, I am not a big fan of recruiting, or not recruiting, but ranking sites. I'm I'm not a big fan of these ranking sites and comparing all these players because there's so many different things that happens in the course of four years, guys fall off. Guys don't really love basketball as much as it seems. Guys just have other interests. They go on to do other things. Guys pass each other up. And some dudes that aren't ranked that are going to be ranked in the near future. And most importantly, like, I just don't like it at all. Like, the one thing that I do like about rankings is that you get to see who the top players in the country are. That's the only benefit of these ranking sites, in my opinion. So when I'm talking about these younger players that aren't in the NBA, and especially in, at the high school level, you're rarely going to hear me talk about rankings because I don't care about that. I don't care if you're a five-star. I don't care if you're a four-star. It's good, but you still got work to put in at the end of each and every single day. You know what I'm saying? Especially once you get to college, all that star stuff does not matter 
whatsoever. So I just had to put that out there before we talk about these two guys. So the first player that I want to talk about, and actually coincidentally, both these two dudes actually played on the same travel ball team at Team CP3, which of course is based out of CP3's home state of North Carolina. But the first guy I want to talk about is Gregory G. Jackson, a 6'8", small forward, 210 pounds out of Ridgeview High School. He just graduated from Ridgeview High School, high school excuse me, from Columbia, South Carolina. This dude, man, is a beast. He is just a versatile forward. He can guard. He's elite at taking advantages of any mismatch or any matchup you put in front of him. Like, he's good at posting up smaller guards. He can take out bigger wings to the perimeter and bigger dudes to the perimeter, centers and power forwards to the perimeter and blow by them because he just has that good of a handle. But he loves that fadeaway towards the baseline. He's an excellent rim runner. You can play him as a trail man and knock down shots. He can play in space. You can play him in the pick and roll, in the pick and pop. A versatile forward. And it's a reason that NBA scouts love this dude's game. I'm a fan of his. And so at Peace Jam, for those of you guys who don't know what Peace Jam is, it is the Nike EYBL circuit, which is pretty much the Nike AAU circuit, even though they don't like calling it the AAU circuit. It's Nike's AAU circuit. So Peace Jam is pretty much Nike's version of March Madness. You know what I'm saying? The NCAA tournament. So all the top teams and the players in the country go and compete to try and win a Peace Jam championship. And at Peace Jam, Gigi Jackson averaged 15.3 points per game, 12 rebounds, 2.3 blocks per game, and 1.3 steals per game. Now, Gigi Jackson is still raw, and he has a lot of potential and upside. Even though I don't like using those words, as good as he is right now currently, he can still get even better. And that's scary for the competition that he's going to be facing against for the up-and-coming years. This dude has all the tools to be a successful basketball player and get paid millions of dollars for playing basketball. And so for him, it's actually been interesting. So originally, he was in the class of 2023, and for a long time, he was ranked as the number one player in the class. And he actually committed to North Carolina on April 27th. Then on July 14th, he decommitted from North Carolina. And then recently on July 24th, he committed to his home state and city school in South Carolina. He's going to be playing for the Gamecocks in the SEC, led by first-year head coach Lamont Paris. Now, we know, we all know, if you pay attention to college basketball, South Carolina recently fired Frank Martin earlier this year, who was a longtime coach for them. They fired him. They bring in Lamont Paris, who just was the recent head coach at UT Chattanooga. They won the SOCON Conference Tournament this past season. They made it to the NCAA Tournament, where they lost in the first round, I believe, to Illinois. And they lost that game. But Lamont Paris is an excellent head coach. And I think getting a guy like Gigi Jackson is a huge boost for his program because we all know when we think about South Carolina basketball, the first thing that we think about is Don Staley and the legendary run that she's been on with Aaliyah Boston and Asia Wilson and all the different pros that she's put out of that program. But the men's basketball program, things are starting to look a little bit up. And it is pros and cons to this move for Gigi Jackson because, again, as I mentioned earlier, he was originally in the senior class of 2023, but he's now in the class of 2022, which means he's already on campus and enrolled in practicing with the South Carolina basketball team. And so with that, it's going to be high expectations. He is going to be considered a hometown hero. He is going to be the face of the program for the season that he is there. He is going to have high expectations for him and the team. And so I want to give you guys the pros and cons of this move. So let's start with the cons. The cons is that Gigi Jackson is going to be behind the eight ball because unlike a lot of the other freshmen across the country that are going to be playing college basketball this year, they've already been on campus. They've already been working out. 
They've already been in the weight room. And that wasn't the case for Gigi Jackson. Gigi Jackson was playing again for Team CP3 on the EYBL circuit. He was still playing travel ball while all the other freshmen in the country are lifting weights, working out with their team, building chemistry, building camaraderie, getting more familiar with their head coaches. And Gigi Jackson wasn't doing that. But now he's on campus, and I'm not mad at it. The only thing about it is that, I'm going to be honest, South Carolina, and I want Lamont Paris to succeed, but on the men's side, South Carolina is probably the worst and the hardest place to recruit at in the SEC. I'm just being honest. It's so many good SEC programs from Kentucky, Arkansas, Auburn, Tennessee, Florida, all these good programs. South Carolina is a lower tier SEC school. I'm just being honest. And with that, Gigi Jackson is going to a school where it's a first-year head coach in Lamont, Paris. And usually, first-year head coaches, they don't have good rosters. And that is the case for South Carolina. And this is no disrespect, but the roster that he's going to is just not that good. If I'm being honest, this team is not that good. So all of the attention is going to be put on Gigi Jackson, and he is going to have to contribute and live up to the hype every single game because without him, they're a whatever squad. But with them, they're a little bit better. But I don't honestly, I don't see them making an NCAA tournament. If I'm just being real, I do not see this team making an NCAA tournament. They could be competitive. They could win some games here and there. But to put all of the focus and attention on a freshman that's raw and is still trying to figure out himself in his game, that's a lot to ask for him. And the difference is, when you look at Duke and Kentucky compared to South Carolina, we know they're bigger brands. We understand that. But the reason that they're successful, Duke and Kentucky, that is, the reason they're successful when it comes to just throwing freshmen into the fire is because they have multiple of the top players in the country that are freshmen. You know what I'm saying? They have four to five guys coming in every recruiting class. Out South Carolina, getting a guy like Gigi Jackson is irregular. This does not happen a lot or at all, pretty much. So you're asking a freshman to do everything. But on the bright side, again, you get one of the top players in the state. You get the top player in the state. You get the top player overall in the country. He's going to come in, do his thing. But I'm just iffy about it because I believe in Gigi Jackson, the player. And I do think he should have some type of success. If he's able to just average 13 points and seven rebounds, he is going to be a lottery pick in the 2020 three NBA draft, in my opinion, no doubt about it. Even though the lottery is a ton of talent going into the draft next year, I do think Gigi Jackson is going to be right in the mix for one of the top players available in the draft. But this South Carolina team, man, I just got to be honest, it is not that good. Lamont Paris coming in a little bit later than all the other head coaches across the country, like you're behind the eight ball. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to make up ground because when you're a college basketball coach, you don't get no vacations. You got to constantly not only do you have to hit the transfer portal, not only do you have to recruit kids coming out of high school, but you also have to re-recruit your roster every single season and offseason because the transfer portal is hectic and dudes are always considering putting their name into the transfer portal and looking for other opportunities. I'm a little bit skeptic of it, but I'm happy for South Carolina, the program. I'm happy that they get the dude who is a top player in the state and they get to keep a dude in state. He doesn't get to go to another place like North Carolina or Kentucky. He gets to stay in his state and compete for South Carolina. So that's the best thing about it. I'm happy for Gigi Jackson. I'm wishing him nothing but success, but I just got to be honest, that South Carolina roster, I hate to say it, it's just not that good, man. But let's talk about the second player, and I'm going to get you guys out of here, who also, again, played on Team CP3 with Gigi Jackson this past spring slash summer, and that is none other than class of 2023, which means he will be a high school senior within the coming weeks, is Aiden Holloway. Aiden Holloway is a six-feet point guard, 
155 pounds, originally from Matthews, North Carolina, spent last year at La Lumiere School, which is one of the best programs, high school basketball programs in the country at Indiana, which has produced a numerous amount of pros from Jaron Jackson Jr. to Jordan Poole to Isaiah Stewart. But Aiden Holloway also announced earlier this year that he will be transferring to Prolific Prep, which is another big time basketball program out here in Northern California and Napa, California, which has produced Gary Trent Jr., Jalen Green, amongst others. And at the Peace Jam, Aiden Holloway averaged 17 points per game, 4.2 rebounds per game, 6.2 assists per game, and 1.8 steals per game. And this dude, man, is literally one of my favorite players in the high school senior class, man, because he is a big-time bucket getter. This dude, his jumper is one of the most purest jump shots I've seen in a long time. Even though he's undersized, he's not the biggest point guard or anything like that, but he can just get to his spots at will he got the step backs he got the floaters he got the hesitations he got the pump fakes he can get to that baseline and, and pull up from there like anywhere on the spot anywhere on the court you must guard aiden holloway you know what i'm saying he is capable of as soon as he gets past half court he is a threat to score the rock man i'm telling you guys this dude is a major player that jump shot is for real he can get it off against any defense and so today earlier today he actually announced that he will be committing to Bruce Pearl and the Auburn Tigers in the SEC. And the thing that I love about this commitment is that this is the perfect school for Aiden Holloway. I don't really like telling guys that you're picking a good or bad school because it's not my decision. At the end of the day, I'm rooting for all these dudes. I hope they do whatever they feel is best for themselves. But Aiden Holloway going to Auburn is legitimately a perfect fit because Auburn has had success just in the recent years with smaller point guards. You go back to 2019, they had Jared Harper as a smaller point guard, made it all the way to the Final Four. You look at recently, a couple of years ago, they had Sharif Cooper. Obviously, he didn't play too many games because the NCAA was on BS, but when he was playing, Sharif Cooper was one of the best point guards in the country. And so Aiden Holloway is going to come in and do the same thing. And just this past season, they had Wendell Green, who had pretty good games. I know Auburn fans are kind of 50-50 on Wendell Green, but he has some good moments, especially at Alabama. Wendell Green was a major contributor to that win in a rivalry game on the road, which is not easy to do whatsoever. But Aiden Holloway fits the mold of what Bruce Pearl wants at Auburn. And the thing that I heard him say that really stuck out to me was that he lets his dudes play free on offense, but he coaches defense. I think that's the biggest thing, too, because Aiden Holloway isn't a great defender. And most of the defense is really just effort and intensity and just wanting to do it. But I think that will happen playing with a coach like Bruce Pearl. And I think the biggest area of concern, I wouldn't even say area of concern, but the biggest room for improvement in his game is really developing into a true point guard. Because the best asset, as I mentioned, is not just his jump shot, but his ability to score from anywhere on the floor. But I think he's evolving as a playmaker. I'm not saying he's a bad playmaker by any means because I've seen him get better in that department. But I think he can go even further in that category. And I think going to a school like Bruce Pearl in Auburn is going to help him out a lot. He's playing in the SEC where it's a ton of competition. You're going to get Oklahoma and Texas coming over soon in the next couple of years. But Aiden Holloway absolutely made the right choice. And I know he is the first and lone commit in the 2023 class for now for Auburn. But I know they're looking at a couple other guys. Like another one of my favorite guys in the class of 2023 is Wesley Yates, who's a 6'4 shooting guard out of Beaumont, Texas, which is down in southeast Texas, a little bit east of Houston. He's a big-time player. I think he's ultimately going to end up being at Auburn. And then Jordan Butler, who is a 6'11 center 
from Greenville, South Carolina. Actually, is the younger brother of former Florida State Seminole who played at Florida State this past season, John Butler. Answered his name to the NBA draft, but he could end up being a player too. But watch out for Auburn, man. This is absolutely the perfect spot for Aiden Holloway. He's going to thrive. He was considering other schools like Tennessee, Wake Forest, and Miami, but Auburn always seemed to be the perceived leader. And Aiden Holloway 1,000% made the right choice. And I cannot wait to watch what he does once he gets to the SEC after playing out his senior year again at Prolific Prep, man. But as always, I appreciate you guys for tapping in. This has been another episode of Real Basketball Talk. No hot takes. Please like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, and share. I will talk to you guys soon. As always, peace and love. Gone.